0: This is John's version of the Christmas story. Matthew and Luke have what we think of as traditional Christmas stories. We've got, that's where we get the little baby Jesus and the manger and the truck down from uh, Nazareth to Bethlehem and the, the, the shepherds and the wise men, all those things. Those come out of the Gospels of, of Matthew and Luke. And Matthew, Mark, and Luke all tell the story of Jesus in a very similar way. They're they're called synoptic Gospels, which means to see with, or to see alongside. So the three, Matthew, Mark, and Luke, all tell the story of Jesus in pretty much the the same way. John is a whole different animal. John tells the story in a very different way. Because John's got one overarching purpose for his Gospel. If you sit down to read the Gospel of John, and and I encourage you, if you never have, to, to do that sometime. John wants you to understand one thing when you're through reading. John wants you to know that Jesus absolutely was the Son of God. By the time you're done reading that Gospel. That's the one thing John wants you... If you don't get anything else out of reading John's gospel, John wants you to get the fact that Jesus was absolutely the Son of God. So Jesus, in John's gospel... John doesn't tell us stories like the Garden of Gethsemane, where Jesus asks for the cup to be passed from him. Jesus, in John's gospel, is kind of large and in charge. And so for for the Christmas story... John doesn't mess with the itty bitty baby in the manger. John goes cosmic. In the beginning was the Word. He's talking about Jesus. Jesus is the Word of God. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was God, and the Word was with God. Everything came into being through the Word, and without the Word, nothing came into being. So Jesus has been present from the very moment of creation. But the thing about this that, just, that I love is, is verse 5. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness doesn't extinguish the light. Um, you may have seen it translated as, the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. Jesus' light shines forever. The light shines in dark times. It shines in good times. It shines when things are difficult, and we feel like the whole world is arrayed against us. And it shines in times when things are when everything for us is sunshine and rainbows. But the darkness doesn't win. And it's easy for us sometimes to look at the Bible and think, man, they had it easy back then. You know, faith, faith was so much easier in biblical times. You know, God was right there. Jesus was right there. It was all great. It was all wonderful. And then you get a story like David and Bathsheba. You want to talk about darkness? David takes another man's wife, makes her his own with no indication that Bathsheba had any opportunity to express an opinion about the subject, gets her pregnant, then tries to set up her husband to come and sleep with her, so that way he's got, David has plausible deniability. Well, her husband slept with her too, so, you know, who knows who the baby belongs to. Uriah the soldier has more honor in his little finger than David has in his whole body. Uriah says, no. My men are out in the field. They're fighting. I'm not going to go home and take comfort in my wife. Absolutely not. David even tries to get him drunk, and that doesn't work. So David has him killed. Sends Uriah back to the front lines with his death warrant in his hand. And Uriah is such a good good soldier that he doesn't even, he doesn't read, he doesn't open up the orders to read what David's written. He just hands the orders to Joab. Who follows directions, and Uriah is killed. That's dark, y'all. That is some kind of dark. And this out of a man who the Bible describes as being a man after God's own heart? Now there's more to the story, we're, we're not gonna get to, we're not gonna deal with the whole story this morning, but suffice it to say that when the prophet Nathan calls on David and confronts David, David repents of his sin and recognizes that what he has done is wrong. And the light shines in the darkness. So that light shines even when things are difficult. Even when it's hard. And there are times, y'all, you know, when, when I was going through my divorce, there were times where I, I didn't have maybe a, a candle flicker flame of faith. I didn't know what God was up to. I certainly didn't see any reason why my family had to be ripped apart for it. You know, I, I, I didn't know what God was doing. I had tried to live right. I had tried to do right. And I can tell you, there wasn't any adultery on either side. So it wasn't one of those sort of situations. And I about got down at times to just a, a barely having a, candle, a candlelight flame of faith. But it kept flickering. Kept on shining in the darkness. As difficult as it was, as those days were. That little flicker kept going and it kept going and God got me through it. And now I'm here with y'all starting a new chapter. And I'm as pleased and as proud as I can be to be here with y'all. And the light shines in the darkness. Yeah, you know, these are these are hard days for these are hard days for our country with the pandemic. These are hard days of political divisions. It's hard days of religious divisions. Our denomination is is speaking quite seriously about splitting. And I've finally come around to the fact that more than likely the situation is that it's not a question of if, but when. And I don't know that splits, I don't think God wills for, will schism on us. I, I think that God wants us to be unified. Jesus' prayer for his church was that we be one, as he is one. But whatever happens with regard to our denomination, whatever happens with our local church, the light shines in the darkness, and darkness won't overcome it. Jesus, on the cross, began to experience being a bit what it felt like to be abandoned by God. And he quoted Psalm 22 My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Jesus on the cross, he's in pain, physical pain, he is in emotional pain, he has been humiliated, he has been beaten, he has had spikes driven through his hands and feet, he is in agony. And he doesn't feel God's presence right there with him. He feels abandoned. He feels lost. Why have you abandoned me, O Lord? But Jesus knew, and I don't think it's any accident, when Jesus is quoting the 22nd Psalm, if you go and read Psalm 22 in your Bible, it starts with that cry of agony and abandonment and ends on a note of hope. Light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. And we see it most fully in the resurrection. Death doesn't get the last say. Illness, death, evil of any sort, the, any of the darknesses that, that come around us, they don't get the last say. They don't win, ultimately. They win battles here and there. You now Uriah died and David wound up with Bathsheba. So we see darkness wins battles, but God wins the war. God wins the war. The light shines in the darkness and the darkness has not overcome it. So how do we experience the light? How can we share the light? I was thinking about this this morning, and it, it occurred to me that God didn't create us to be doors. You know, we, we think sometimes that our job is to be a door, to, to let people in and, and keep people, keep let some people in and keep other people out. And that's not our job. We're called to be windows. Windows let the light in. If the power goes out in the middle of the day and you've got windows, you've got light. Windows let the light in. And that's what we're called to be, y'all. Because some folks that we encounter aren't going to read this. They're not going to read the scripture. They're not going to know from scripture that Jesus is the light of the world. You know how they're going to know Jesus is the light of the world? From encountering him in you and in me. That's how the world knows that Jesus is the light. I told you last week that Paul talks about wanting the Philippians to emulate himself, not because he's such a great guy, but because he is doing his best to live as Christ has called him to live. And so Paul was their scripture. You are the world's scripture. Not because you're such wonderful people, although you are wonderful people. But because Jesus died for you. And you have a relationship with him. And so you can share that relationship going forward. And people can see the light of Christ shining in you. So I encourage you this morning to let Jesus' light shine bright in your life. And if you're in one of those times where you're feeling like you know what I've only got a little flicker of a candle flame going here, I, I don't have, I, I, I just I, I don't have the, the faith to have this great big light shining through my life, then it's okay. Tend that light, and know that the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness will not overcome it. Amen. Amen.